Happy Monday, ladies and gentlemen. What a year we've had, right? The COVID pandemic that nobody saw coming. Guns and Roses pinball machine, the greatest music integrated pinball machine of all time. Rick and Morty by Spooky Pinball, clearly their finest pinball machine to date on a theme that everyone slept on. Rick and Morty sold out in four hours. What else happened this year? We got Keith Owens' Avengers, which is probably one of the best shooting stern pinball machines of all time. People are loving that game. We've got playfield issues that just won't go away. We've got pinball shows that think they're going to take place in March. People are burying their heads in the sand as the COVID cases are now over 100,000 new cases a day. It's been one hell of a year, hasn't it? And the reason I'm sort of being reflective right now is I just asked my HR director, how many vacation days or PTO days do I have left in the year? And I wanna tell you right now, I have like three and a half weeks of PTO I need to take before the year ends. And I didn't even realize it's mid-November. How fast the months are going, the days are going of our lives right now. And I'm looking at it like, that means I'm gonna be like basically off the entire month of December if I do it right. I can carry over five days, but you know what I mean. It's been one hell of a year, it really has. And I'll say this, being in a hobby like pinball has helped many of us get through this year. I mean, all of us were kind of smart if you think about it. We invested in things that actually we needed in 2020, a home entertainment device like a pinball machine was actually one of the greatest things to have in your house or apartment because pinball gives you fun at home. You don't have to travel out for it if you have one inside your house. Now, all this in mind, the reason why I'm being reflective is I want to tell you right now on episode 531 of Canada's Pinball Podcast that I, myself, I need a break again. I need to take a couple weeks off from pinball podcast for a few reasons. One, and I'm just going to call it right now, the pinball season is over. <laughs> Someone said this to me today. They're like, the pinball season is over. Everything we're going to see that's major that happens in the pinball world has already happened. So I don't think we're going to see another major thing happen in the pinball world in 2020. So I don't think we're going to see Led Zeppelin in 2020. We might get Cactus Canyon remake, but is that a major moment? We already know what the game is. So there's not a lot of surprises to come from Cactus Canyon. Of course, the code will be updated. The scopes will be beautiful. The artwork will be nicer. The topper will be incredible. But for the most part, for the most part, I just need a break because I feel like the pinball season is over. I, I do. And, and I know that we're all trying to find new stuff to talk about on a weekly basis. But let's face it, for all of my other pinball podcasters out there, there's not really much new stuff to talk about. And in these periods when there's not a lot of new stuff to talk about, often what happens is a lot of drama starts to develop and this and that. But I'm, I'm happy to report that I haven't seen too much pinball drama happening amongst the content creators in a while. So that's a good thing. I think everyone's been a lot more respectful towards each other. And I really hope that trend continues as we go into 2021. You know, and the other the reason why the pinball season's over is now it's basically like people are just waiting to get their machines. Like there's a lot of waiting going on to get your Stern machines. If you've ordered a Stern machine in Avengers Premium, Jurassic Park. You go down a list of Stern titles people are still waiting on. They're still waiting on Ninja Turtles. They're waiting on a lot of games to be made. So I think there's going to be not a lot of like 
interesting new unboxings going on. It's gonna be more about people finally getting the titles that they ordered a long time ago. You know, look how slow Guns N' Roses is, is trickling out. I actually thought they would have more games on the line a week than they currently do. I, I'm not seeing many unboxings of these games. Now, it doesn't make the game any worse. It doesn't make the game any less special. I would just like to see more people enjoy what I think is the greatest masterpiece of pinball in 2020. And I do think that GNR is going to sweep a lot of the categories at the Twippies. I really do. It is one of those games you really have to play it to really appreciate what they did with the game. And I just don't think it's a game you can look at a stream of it and understand why people are saying it's so magical and so incredible and such an experience, unlike any other pinball machine. So I think you're going to realize the hype is real, but you're going to have to play it in the right situation. And by that, I mean you're going to have to have a few drinks, you're going to have to be in a dark environment, and you're going to have to have the mindset that you're about to go into a Guns N' Roses concert. Like this is, I, I remember seeing like people playing this machine outside at Coin Taker, like outside in the sunlight. That is like the last place you'd want to put a Guns N' Roses pinball machine to truly experience the light show and the energy of a GNR concert in a box. Now, when it comes to pinball news, there's not tons of news happening right now, but I did see some news with Dutch Pinball that is a good sign for people out there. So they are moving into a larger facility in which they want to make 10 games a week, okay? Now guess who else is making 10 games a week? Spooky Pinball. So that means it would take Dutch Pinball roughly a year and a half, 18 months, to make 750 Big Lebowskis, but I think they're only making 500, and right now the plan is for every three to four games they make, that one of those will go to an EA. And I will say this, if Dutch Pinball can get every EA made whole, can make all of these games, and accomplish what I never thought they could, which was pull a rabbit out of a hat and actually figure out a way you know, to rob Peter to pay Paul with this business model of theirs, but if they can figure it out, and, and they can make it work, that is a good thing for pinball because I've always said this, Dutch pinball and Barry over at Dutch, I do believe Barry is one of the greatest pinball designers that has been so underutilized because he got trapped in his own nightmare company. He did. I mean, look at Big Lebowski. It still, to this day, holds up as probably the best theme integrated game we've seen in the last 10 to 15 years, especially on the playfield side of things. That game has more creativity and brings the Big Lebowski to life more than GNR does GNR on the playfield, right? It's got toys. It's got an upper playfield and a lower playfield. It's got so much in it. It's got a rug that rolls out. I mean, that is what all of us want. We want games to come to life in pinball form just like the Big Lebowski. Now, here's the best news of the day. The coder of the Big Lebowski is rejoining Dutch Pinball to finish the game. And this game's only at like 0.5 two so if they put a lot more into this game code wise and they really really make this game deep as well as approachable which right now it's very approachable 
but the game does get stale pretty quickly. And that's why we've seen so many people who have received Big Lebowski pass it on. It's really because the code just is too shallow. Like after a few weeks with the game, there's nothing else to really do or explore in the machine. So if they can really get this code deeper and give people more, I think the Big Lebowski is going to go down as one of the greatest pinball machines of all time. I really do. And it also would make me consider going to get one because they are not going to make thousands of these games. And that game to me still holds up against any machine I've seen since I've been following pinball. And I think you put it against any machine over the last 10 to 15 years and the Big Lebowski holds up against any of them if the code gets to where it needs to be. So that's good news because the other thing I would love to see, I would love to see Barry and Dutch Pinball do another title. No, I don't want another Bride of Pinbot. I don't think they should do any of those kits anymore, but I would love to see them do another title. You know what I would love to see them do? I'm just going to throw it out there as a suggestion for them if they're listening. I would love to see Barry connect with the Pinball Brothers and reimagine Alien Pinball in standard body format and bring Alien Pinball back into the world and make it magical. The code is there. The code is there. What they've done with the game software-wise is phenomenal, but the actual game itself, the Highway Pinball version of the game, was riddled with problems, riddled with engineering issues, and they could have put more special stuff in the game. I always look at Alien and I'm like, when you look at it, there's still not enough toys in that game like there should have been. There's not. And the toys that are in it don't really work very well. So I would love Barry and the Pinball Brothers to sync up and figure out a way to make Alien Pinball the sophomore title of Dutch Pinball and do it right and do it justice, okay? Where are the Pinball Brothers? I mean, these guys, it's real. They actually made a standard body version of the game and they shopped it around to the different manufacturers and that's the last I've heard about it. But somewhere out there in this world, there's a standard body Pinball Brothers version of Alien pinball and I hope we get that theme back because the more I look at pinball and the more I look at where this industry is going I really think that all these companies need to realize that we need more themes like alien we need more themes like guns and roses we need more themes like the matrix we need more themes like fifth element more themes like total recall more themes like Rambo we need more themes that are built around what the pinball buying community wants we love movies from the 80s and 90s we love action movies we love sci-fi movies we love movies with energy we love movies that have iconic scenes iconic actors and iconic callouts right Jurassic Park is an incredible movie to make a pinball machine around that's why we've had so many Jurassic Park pinball machines but we don't need too many more kitty themes we don't I don't need Pac-Man I really hope Jersey Jack pinball is not considering Pac-Man we don't want the Muppets I don't I don't want a Muppets pinball I'm sorry it's just not what people want. Let's face it. There's a reason why Guns N' Roses sold so quickly. There's a reason why. It's not just because of what Eric did. It's because it's cool. It's grown men find that theme really cool and it works really well. I think you're going to see Led Zeppelin sales be okay. Not as good as Guns N' Roses. The music's not as high energy as GNR. But there are so many themes we're missing. There's so many There's so many Saturday morning 80s cartoon themes that would be so amazing for pinball. Where's, where is He-Man Masters of the Universe in all this? Where's 
G1 Transformers in all of this. How do we not have a G1 Transformers pinball machine by now? Where's Tron 1981, right? That's the one people want. Where's that? What we don't need is more obscure themes that only appeal to the old curmudgeons of pinball. I really can't wait to the old curmudgeons of pinball step down from their positions. We never needed the Munsters. This isn't what people want. It's not what people want. It's too niche. It's too old. We need more relevant themes, but we got to nail the relevant themes. We were all so excited when Stranger Things came out, right? How awesome is that show? And then the pinball machine just failed to capture the excitement around that show. It failed to capture the vibe and the campiness of that 1980s world that we love so much. It just failed to do it. And so for that reason, you know, it just didn't click. Now, I will say, I, I believe this one of the most untapped areas for pinball and you could fight me on this all day long but you can't tell me that nobody can figure out a way to take some of the biggest broadway shows of all time and make a pinball machine out of it i mean this when i say it like why isn't there a pinball machine for phantom of the opera i mean the musical phantom why isn't there a pinball machine for hamilton after all this popularity why doesn't someone go to him and tell him hey lin-manuel look at pinball let's make a pinball version of Hamilton and get to the creator. He's a cool dude. You could get to him. You could explain to him how it needs to work. You could show him like, look at GNR, look at this. Let's make your iconic Broadway show into the greatest pinball experience. And I'm just saying, look, maybe that's not the best one, but you know what I mean? Why aren't we looking at this stuff? See, that's the key to me. It's like this balancing between what is contemporary now that would really translate well into pinball and what nostalgia things can we reimagine as pinball machines that we've always wanted that never got the pinball treatment back in the day but the good news is this pinball is booming pinball sales are through the roof people are waking up to the pinball love every day there's hundreds of new people that are probably discovering pinball you know maybe they're discovering content on youtube maybe they're listening to podcasts maybe they stumbled upon pinside maybe their friend has a pinball machine that they saw them post on social media but it's growing and people's appreciation for pinball is growing every week every month every year stern sales are going up every year they're not going south and this is a really good thing because as more people come into pinball you have large larger audiences with larger interest and a variety of interests and then your buyer base becomes even bigger so if you bring out the right theme at the right time for the right audience your sales are going to be in the thousands and thousands and thousands but the flip side is true if you come out with themes that people don't really want your failures will be magnified by that much right think about it like how come thousands of people are buying these machines and then you come out with a theme like Oktoberfest and you can't even sell 300 so that's the reality of pinball now you either give people something special that they want or there's no point in even making it. There really isn't. Like you can't come out in 2020 with Celts and, and expect to sell 200 of them. And I saw that Haggis announced that they've sold 25 and that's great. I always knew they were gonna sell some of them, especially locally. But then the question is, can they afford to just make 25 or 50? After all the work that went into Celts, do they need to make 200 to break even or make a profit? But they're not gonna sell 200, they know that. You know that, but no one will tell them that. Canada will say it. But again, I, and I've talked to Damien, he's a really nice guy, but marketing 101, nobody wants that kind of theme. 
The artwork's not up to par with where the par is now with artwork. Like the bar has been raised on artwork. You know, I saw the news today that Ben Heck is looking for an artist to hand draw artwork for his pinball machine. Well, I don't know why Ben put that on Twitter. Ben, there are so many talented artists out there that you can get for your pinball machine. Now look, we all know that majority of pinball art now is hand drawn, which is good. I would love to see more artists come into the pinball space. I don't think you can have the same artists do games over and over over and over again. And it's nothing against Franchi or Zombietti, but it gets stale seeing the same art style over and over and over again. And, and it also like it diminishes it, it being special when it's the same artist's work on every machine or every other machine. And I really think they need to start looking at different artists, different art styles, and looking at these games and saying, hey, like this is a blank canvas. It's a blank canvas. And for the most part, most pinball art work it sort of has stayed within the same sort of realm but man walk through a museum walk through a museum and see all the different types of artists walk through a modern art museum and see all the different types of artists there are so many different art styles that pinball has not even scratched the surface on exploring and again it's because it's the old curmudgeon way of doing pinball i just think there's too many people out there that have a very myopic view of what a pinball machine can be and i think if this pinball podcast stands for anything it's that the creative opportunity for pinball is is limitless it's boundless it really is. I get that you have to put stuff within a certain, you know, square footage of the game itself, but ultimately the creativity that you can apply to pinball is much greater than most of the games we get today. And you know that. You know that. You know they can put more mechs in these games, more toys, more interesting things. You're going to tell me that a Doctor Who mech, which is so freaking cool, we can't pull stuff like that off today? Why can't we? And these games are costing three times, four times as much money as Doctor Who. And yet, you go back and you look at all these games from the 90s, and the engineering and the mechanical creativity in those games. Why can't we create more of that today? And we're starting to get there. We're starting to get there, but we're not there yet. The number one pinball company in the world is not putting stuff in, in their game that's blowing you away. And you know that, and you know that, and they know that. The only thing that's blowing us away is how expensive these games are becoming, how expensive the accessories are becoming. I mean, it's getting to the point now where if you accessorize a Stern machine, you are close to eleven dollars to $12,000 if you buy all of the accessories for these machines. And it's quickly going to get there. And wait till they flip the switch on internet. Wait till they flip the switch and get everyone to pay a monthly fee to have internet leaderboards. It's coming. They are doing it so wisely. They are getting a huge, huge owner base of these games. And then all of a sudden, that's where their next big revenue stream lies. It's in internet connectivity and monthly subscription fees for the Stern Network. And it's smart. I would do the same thing if I were them. The amount of money they are leaving on the table. Not just that. The, the other part that I'm like, Stern just needs to figure out merchandise. I mean, the amount of merchandise around these themes. But I want to wear merchandise based on the games I love. All right. So, I, you know, that's where I feel. I feel like the pinball season is over. I feel like there is... A a ton of pinball content. So when Canada takes a few weeks off, don't worry. There are so many more shows you can listen to. There is, there's so much. And that's the other part too about pinball podcasting as I go into 2021. I will be honest, it's not as much fun anymore because there's just so much content. 
There's just so many shows now. We're all talking about the same thing. On some level, you wake up and you're like, am I really just going to add another point of view on the same stuff like 20, 30 people are talking about every single week, right? I always say this, like in a, in a good year, we get like five to seven new pinball machines in a good year. That means there's only five to seven days in which there's real pinball news to discuss, right? Five to seven days. And yet here, all of us are filling so many days with pinball content. It, it does. And, and I'll be the first to admit it. I think most of the times really just like there's not much to discuss. Like I bet everyone who does a weekly show on some level just gets burnt out and feels like, well, we just have to keep making the content. Um, so I'm here to take two weeks off. I do think all the pinball podcasters should take breaks. I do. I think it's only healthy for everyone to take some time off, decompress, don't even look at Pinside for a few weeks. Don't even follow the hobby for a few weeks. Just enjoy your pinball machines. Enjoy talking to your friends about pinball and then come back refreshed. It's just something you're gonna need to do before you burn out because we all burn out. Now, when am I gonna come back on the airwaves? So I was looking at the calendar. I wanna take a couple weeks off. So I'll probably come back November 30th, the Monday after Thanksgiving. Was that Cyber Monday? Um, so I'll probably come back then. So this will be my last show for a couple weeks, everyone. So I'm gonna take a two week break break. Okay. So if you are donating to my Patreon page, please don't cancel your donation because I took a two week break. Um, for those of you out there who don't donate to Canada's Pinball Podcast. I mean, we're getting to a good point now where we have a lot of people contributing. Uh, it's Canada Pinball over at Patreon. Would appreciate any donations. So yeah, unless something major happens in the world of pinball, I expect to take the two weeks off and just recharge and relax. I think I've earned it after 531 episodes of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I know people want me to turn those old episodes back on. I'm thinking about it. I am thinking about it. And here's what I want everyone to do. I want every out there if you get new machines new gnr machines new avengers machines please upload what the quality of those machines is please if your quality is great please share it if you're having pooling and playfield issues please share that as well i want as many people as possible to share with the community what their experience is like because we have to help each other out. These games are too expensive now and we wait a long time to get them. And here's the other part we never talk about. The amount of hard work all of us do to be able to afford these pinball machines, the amount of hours we have to put into our careers to cut a check for 12,500 or 9,500, it's a lot of work and we deserve high quality products. Now, the more we can share what our experiences are with these games, the more we can hold these manufacturers accountable. And I really think we can't forget that point. We need to hold these manufacturers accountable for the stuff they're putting out there. And unless you share your experience, good and bad, we won't be able to know what really is going on, okay? And the last thing I want people to think about in this two-week break that I'm taking is put your health and your safety first. There are now 100,000 plus cases of COVID daily in America. 100,000, 11 million people in America have caught COVID, 11 million, okay? We lead the world by far in that statistic, all right? Now, here's the other thing. If you think pinball shows are going to be happening in March of 2021, I think everyone needs to stop burying their head in the sand around this issue. It is not safe 
safe to go to shows in March. The way things are going right now, and how is anything going to be different? How is anything going to be different come March? Do you think there's going to be widespread availability of some vaccine? It's not happening by March. So I think that the people who are hosting these shows now have a responsibility to put people's health and safety first. And I just don't think these shows are gonna happen. And I think the sooner we accept that, the better. I know you wanna see your pinball fans and friends. I wanna see my pinball fans and friends. I wanna hang out at these shows just as bad as you do. But let's be honest here, it's not gonna happen. And if it does happen, I think it's irresponsible to hold these shows, knowing what we know about this virus, knowing what we know about how people can contract it, it is so irresponsible to have a large pinball gathering when this thing is still out there, it's still real, and it's not going away by March of 2021. This thing does not cooperate with our social lives, it doesn't cooperate with what we like, and it doesn't care how fatigued we are because that's the thing it's all about the fact that as human beings we are all fatigued by this thing and it gets worse and worse and it's going to be a bad holidays for many of us as we miss thanksgivings we miss christmas gatherings we're going to miss a lot of holiday moments that we cherish and it's going to suck for all of us but you know what's going to suck even worse if you have to say goodbye to people you love because of this thing and 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 we're all going to party like it's a prince song when we finally have widespread vaccination and we can get back together to doing the things we love but we're not there yet we're not quite there yet i would say it's not going to be until tpf 2022 in which it's really going to be safe for all of us to get together and enjoy pinball all right so just think about that over the next couple of weeks this has been episode 500 31 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. Stay safe, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Hello.